just as I am. Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. You can also visit The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And What does the Bible say about interracial marriage? To answer, we'll think about how the Old Testament divided up the world after the flood, and then we'll consider from a biblical perspective how race is not real, but racism is very real. And then I'd like to conclude just by thinking about how the Bible teaches Christians to marry Christians. In Genesis chapter 10, verse 32, Moses, after he gives what's often called the table of nations, says, These were the families of the sons of Noah, according to their generations in their nations, and from these the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. In Genesis chapter 10, God lists out for us the nations that descended from Noah. And the purpose of Genesis chapter 10 is to help us see how the world was divided following the flood. And there's a point driven home in this 10th chapter. And the Bible is absolutely consistent on this point. Every human being descends from Adam and Eve through Noah. Now, the Bible divided the world into families and thereby into nations. And at this very early juncture, there was only one culture in place. Language, the most significant way we differentiate between cultures, was still universal. So from the Bible's perspective, every human being has a common ancestry, a common culture, and a common heritage. We all come from the same place, if you will. Moses echoes this later on in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8. He says, When the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. Notice how Moses phrases this. He calls the nations the sons of Adam, pointing to a common ancestor. Moses also says God set the boundaries of the peoples. He divided the world into nations, if you will. And that initial division was according to the number of the children of Israel. Seventy descendants of Abraham took refuge in Egypt during the time of a famine. And there are 70 nations which descended from Noah, according to Genesis chapter 10. So Moses notes a symmetry between the descendants of Noah and the descendants of Abraham. The only implied distinction we see in Deuteronomy 32.8 is the distinction between Jew and Gentile. No other distinction is made. And the reason why the Jews were held to be distinct was because of the covenant God made with their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He made this covenant in order to preserve his revealed word and to usher in the Messiah when the time was ripe. So where in the Bible do we see racial divisions on the basis of color? Quite frankly, we don't. We don't find them in the Old Testament. After the flood, God divided the world into nations on the basis of hereditary descent, and after the Tower of Babel on the basis of language. 
Other than that, God distinguished between the Jews and Gentiles on the basis of his covenant relationship with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We have no reason to believe that God ever drew a distinction between people on the basis of their skin color. So as far as the Bible is concerned, our modern definition of race is not real. But racism is a very real thing. The concept of racial divisions on the basis of skin pigmentation originates at the beginning of European colonization of the world. This entire conceptualization was of human origin, and it was used to justify the practice of chattel slavery. There's a wealth of information available on this topic, so I don't feel a need to go into depth, since my intent is to talk about the Bible's perspective on this issue. But I encourage you to look into this on your own if you're curious. What really concerns me are the twisted interpretations of the Bible that some people have used to justify racial divisions on the basis of skin color. We find no justification for this in Scripture, and yet people twist Scripture in order to make it say what they want it to say. For example, some people have claimed that skin pigmentation has to do with descending from either Cain or Ham. This interpretation is false. Following his murder of Abel, Cain was marked so that others would not attack him after he was banished. But we have no idea how God marked Cain. Anyone who claims to know does so either on the basis of human tradition or speculation. Scripture strongly implies that Cain's line died out in the flood. The descendants of Cain are contrasted with the descendants of Seth, who through Noah survived the flood. I have no biblical reason to believe Cain's descendants survived God's judgment of the world in the days of Noah. So to suggest that the darker skin pigmentation is a mark of descent from Cain just doesn't make any sense to me. We have no idea what that mark was, and we can be fairly confident that Cain's line died in the flood. But what about Ham? It's true we see dark skin pigmentation among the descendants of Noah through Ham. For example, Ham's descendant Cush is often associated with Ethiopia. Mizraim is associated with Egypt. And Ludum, the son of Mizraim, is commonly associated or traditionally associated with Libya. So yes, there were dark-skinned people who descended from Ham. But we also see dark-skinned pigmentation among Indo-Europeans. According to the biblical record, Indo-Europeans likely descended from Japheth. For example, Javan, the fourth son of Japheth, is generally believed to be the father of the Greeks. Also, according to the biblical record, Indians are Indo-European by descent. Madai, the third son of Japheth and brother of Javan, is traditionally held to be the father of the Iranians and the Indians. And both of those people are dark-skinned. They are descending not from Ham, but from Japheth and from Noah. So you don't have to be a descendant from Ham in order to have dark skin. We have dark-skinned people associated with the family of Japheth. So according to the biblical record, dark skin pigmentation is scattered across the 70 descendants of Noah. Interpreting dark skin pigmentation as an indication of one's descent from either Cain or Ham is a twisting of Scripture. The Bible draws no distinction between people on the basis of skin color. 
therefore prejudice toward anyone with a different skin pigmentation, is not from God. It's sin. Those who hold on to such beliefs should closely re-examine the scriptures and examine their own hearts very closely. So what does the Bible say about interracial marriage? Well, it says nothing, because our conceptualization of race does not come from the Bible. As far as the Bible and God are concerned, there is only one race, that is the human race. So if you're a white Christian who loves a black Christian, get married and have children. God will bless your union as he would a marriage involving two white people or two black people or two Asian people. When it comes to marriage, there's only one factor that needs to be taken into consideration, and that is Christians should marry Christians. The gospel of Jesus Christ carries the Old Testament message on race forward. When Paul addressed the Areopagus, he said, From one man God made every nation of the human race to inhabit the entire earth, determining their set times and the fixed limits of the places where they would live. Paul says we have one common ancestor from whom descended every nation, but we are one race, the human race. When we obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, every factor which distinguishes one individual from another is nailed to the cross, and we become a new creation. We have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. My brother sitting next to me in church may have a different skin color, but that doesn't matter. In Christ, we are all recreated to conform to the image of Jesus. Christ is all and in all. So interracial marriage isn't a consideration in the church, but Christians should marry Christians. This is something that Paul teaches in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness, and what accord has Christ with Belial, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? The phrase unequally yoked is a reference to the command in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 10, You shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together. The old law was filled with these sorts of regulations. The surrounding verses all warn against mixing things that do not belong together. It seems God taught his people discernment through these types of regulations. He was training their minds to distinguish between small matters of little consequence so that they would apply the same discernment to matters of greater importance. And this is what Paul has in mind in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 through chapter 7, verse 1. He's warning Christians about forming relationships or maintaining associations with what or who lies outside, with unbelievers, with lawlessness, with idolatry. This would, of course, extend to the most intimate relationship of all, the relationship of a man and a woman being married. So while the human concept of race is unbiblical and therefore has no bearing on whether or not one should marry someone of a different race, Christians should carefully consider the spiritual status of their prospective mate. Is he or she a Christian? This must be the first question we answer when we're attracted to someone, when we fall in love with someone. Do they share my faith? 
So as I draw this to a close, I want to make it perfectly clear that dividing the world into races due to skin pigmentation is not a biblical concept. According to the Bible, our definition of race is not real. But racism is very real. Racism is a corruption of God's design. Racism is a false teaching, and it is a tool of Satan to lead us away from the call of Jesus Christ. And because prejudice on the basis of skin color is very real, the church must confront it and deal with it as we would with any other false teaching. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Peace.